Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I don't know, just something stirring in me tonight. You know... The songs tell it all. I, I want to I see if anybody has a testimony tonight, but I'm going to start out. I tell you what, I have got so much to testify about and so much to testify for. God's been so good to me. Glory to God. The first song we sang, and I already mentioned it, he turned my life around. I'm so grateful. Glory to God. For the, for the time in my life when he turned me around, I was going in a, in a destructive way. I'm telling you, if you knew me back then, you, you would just be shocked. And, and same thing is true for a lot of you, I know. But I'm telling you what, I was just going in the opposite direction, running from God, running against God, and, and he turned my life around. And then this song we sing, we sing the next song. Thank God he's given me the victory. To God be all the glory. Because I'm telling you, I didn't do anything on my own. God gets the glory because he turned my life around and he's given me the victory. I'm telling you what, I, I was so fortunate when I got back into fellowship with the Lord. You know, you've heard my story recently. I've talked about the fact, you know, that I was just trying my best to get away from God, trying my best to deny God. And, and... <laughs> You know, I made the, 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 for a sinner, I made the dumbest decision. I'm going to look into the Bible to get away from God. <laughs> and I tell you what, God got a hold of me and turned my life around. Glory to God. And, uh, you know, just, just before that, just before that happened, uh, I was, and I think Doug Brown's got the same testimony I have, or very similar. I was driving through a, a section of Jacksonville one day, and I saw this old man sitting on the porch. And it was in, he was in a, a, a rundown looking shack, you know, just nothing there. And he's just this lonely old man sitting on the porch. And the Spirit of God, I didn't know it was the Holy Ghost at the time, the Spirit of God said, if you don't turn your life over to me and turn, and turn around, that's your future right there. Now, I had, I had a wife that I was doing the, my very best to drive away from me. I had a son that was two years old, and I was, I was uh, the direction my life was going, he and I had no future because I wasn't living right and I wasn't treating my family right. And I just, this realization came, if you don't turn your life around, if you don't turn your life over to God, that's your future. And... You know, my wife and I, we started out, we had nothing. We had no promise for a future. Two scared kids. I was 17 years old. She was 16 years old. She was a junior in high school and pregnant, 16 years old. And I was a senior in high school, going to be a dad. And we had, we had no future. There, there, we had nothing going for us. Uh, Everything was stacked against us. I remember when I found out that Angela was pregnant, I said to her, I said, well, you know, we can, you can get an abortion. That was my solution. That's where my mind was at that point. It was, it was legal in New York. This was before Roe versus Wade. This was in 1970, so it wasn't legal in Florida, but you could drive to, to travel to New York and get an abortion. And I honestly had no idea 
of what I was proposing. I had, I had, I had uh, swallowed the whole liberal line, you know, that it's just a blob of tissue, there's nothing there, hook, line, and sinker. I mean, I, I, I really did not understand what I was suggesting, that that was my, my child and it was a, a human being. And I'll never forget the words that came out of Angela's mouth. She said, I could never do that. Thank God that one of us had a conscience. One of us had the ability. I, that's why I feel so much compassion for young women who get caught in that abortion uh, trap because there's so much in this world that's, that's, that there's so much false information, such pressure. And a lot of times a, a young man or a young woman, they, when, they're, when they're truly young, teenagers, very young, they don't know the truth. They just heard part of the truth. And I tell you, my heart goes out to them, people that have had abortions. I didn't do a whole lot better than that. We didn't abort our child, but I had a couple of friends that I paid for their abortions because they didn't have any money and I had some money and I paid for them to travel to New York City to get abortions and I funded it. So, I mean, I'm just as guilty as anybody else in that, in, as far as morally. But God had mercy on us. Oh, thank God he had mercy on us. Turn my life around. I'm in that, that uh, uh, motel room. You couldn't call it a hotel. It was a motel. It was truly a motor court. And uh, I'm sitting in that, little, in that little room, you know, and, and thought I'd read the Bible. God turned my life around. Glory to God. And I'm telling you what, he's given me the victory. I was so fortunate to start going to a church that there were people in that church that had uh, recently taken hold of the word of faith. They had heard about the word of faith and Kenneth Hagin's ministry and I got there and somebody, an, an old friend from high school gave me a, a Kenneth Hagin book and I'm telling you what, when I read my first book that talked about the authority of the believer and faith in God, I knew my life was, was gonna be radically different. And you know what? I believed what I read. I believed that I could ask according to God's word and he would give me the desires of my heart. He would answer my prayers according to faith in the word of God. I learned how to speak the word of God, confess the word of God. And I mean, I knew very little. I talked about Sunday, how I didn't know a whole lot about how it works, but I got a hold of this message, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's, when he's uh, grown, he'll not depart from it. And just because I had that little glimmer of light on faith and authority, I made my claim. And I tell you what, my life has been going up ever since. God has been faithful to me. I mean, the things that I believed back then, I've seen them come to pass in my life over and over and over. I've seen God's delivering power. I've seen his rescuing power, his healing power. I've, I've, I've received wisdom and, and instruction from God. I've, I've seen, I've used my authority over and over and over in the name of Jesus and seen it break the power of the devil and break circumstances. I'm telling you what, whoo, glory to God. I'm telling you, I got delivered and, and life has been so much more than I could have imagined. So much more. Glory to God. And I'm not done. Amen. I, there's a whole lot more victory ahead of me. A whole lot more of life. A whole lot more of God's faithfulness. Amen. Praise God. Glory to God. Anybody else have a testimony they want to share? Sister Iris? Grab a microphone here. Glory to God. Well, go ahead. I got a good message prepared, but I'll give it up. 
<laughs> Go ahead. I'm telling you, a lot of what he's saying is true about myself because yeah. uh, as a teenager, I got away from the Lord and I like to party. I like to dance. I never drank. I did smoke, but I, I just knew how, I just like to have a good time. And I got tired of that. Yeah. I got to yeah. be, uh, I guess I'm, I must have been about 18 and I thought, you know what, what, what kind of direction is my life going yeah, in? Yeah. I don't, I'm tired of living like this. I want God to put someone in my life that's a godly man, someone yeah, that yeah. loves the Lord, someone that can love me and take care of me. Yeah. And he did. Praise he gave God. me my wonderful husband yeah. that has done that. And we got, we, I, he was already in fellowship with the Lord. I got back in fellowship with the Lord. And we served the Lord and we brought our kids up. Uh, in the Lord, but it was not, I have to be honest with you, it was not until I got in this church that I found out I had some benefits, yeah. Yeah. that I had some privileges, <laughs> and that I yeah. was somebody, because not because of who I was in the natural, but because of who I am in Christ, Yeah, yeah. and I mean, it just made all the difference in the world in my life, and you know what, I might be old and gray, but I ain't quitting. I'm That's not right. done, and God's not done with me That's yet. Right. I have to do, I still have a job to do to witness to the coming up generations. Amen. Woo, glory. Hallelujah. Who else? Who else? Who else? Come, come on up, Brittany. It's good to have the, some of the youth workers in here tonight, isn't it? Amen. Praise the Lord. Seems weird, actually. <laughs> no one's too crazy in here, right? Like some of our <laughs> teenagers. Um, well, when I first started, um, I was brought up in church, but um, I had some stinking thinking, you know, just some old religious baggage, and I'm just so thankful that I got a hold of what it's really like to live for God and what it's really like to be a child of God. I know if I hadn't done that, I would have married wrong, and I know I would not have any kids. We, um, Joby and I got to believe God for, for Tegan. You know, we had, we had issues for quite a while, um, you know, with when it came to starting our family. And I just, I look back now and I'm just so, I'm really thankful that, and we get to say, we got to believe God for kids. Not we had to believe God for kids, we got to believe God. So, you know, that, that to me was the first really big thing in my life that I really got to exercise my faith and, and see what it's like just to have the goodness of God all over you and all over your family. And, and again, for if Jesus tarries for generations to come. So I'm just thankful. Who's next? This is a tricky one. I know. Oh, yeah. Ashley. She she got up. I didn't have to call on her. Oh, this is a microphone. Hold it like that. You got it. Thank you. You got it. Thank you. All right. This is very difficult for me, very hard. But in order to explain what's happened, I have to go back a few years. I suffer from very severe social anxiety. Hence the reason I'm shaking. <laughs> I was at a spot in my life where I did not leave my house. I stayed at my house, on my couch, in my bed, all day, every day. I did not talk to people. I did not leave my house. I had no relationship with God at the time, and I just knew that I needed something different. I needed something more, and I thought I could fix things on my own, and I made a little progress, and I did start getting out of my house, and I did get a part-time job. I started coming to church with Joey a year ago. <laughs> Since I started coming to church with him last February, I have gotten a promotion at work. I now work full-time 
I work over 40 hours a week. I talk to people every day. I am healthy. I am now living in a home instead of in a trailer in the middle of the woods. I have a stable house, a stable job, and people who love me, and I have formed relationships, and it has all been since I have asked God back into my life, and he has blessed me and gotten me out of that hole I was in, and I know none of the stuff I have today would be if it wasn't for him, and I thank Joey especially for being so patient with me and continually praying for me to come, and he knew what God had for me before I did. And it took some convincing, and I am thankful every day that I listened to him. <laughs> okay, it's so great to uh, praise the Lord for our health. And I'm so thankful that I have this church praying for me. Uh, this past weekend, I got a hold of some something, and it was like food poisoning. And so uh, my blood pressure dropped down to 70 over 40, and I could feel my uh, fingers and my um, toes were numb. I could feel myself just getting really, really numb. And so I was listening to Kenneth Hagin healing scriptures, you know, but I know that the prayers, your prayers probably helped. Thank you. Thank, thank you, everybody, for praying for me. And uh, it's all gone. And my blood pressure, you know, I've been on blood pressure medication for probably 10 years. And, um, well, it dropped really, really low. And I have cut almost all my pills out. <laughs> so I believe in God to get off those stupid pills. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Well, y'all know I have tons of testimonies about Maverick, and y'all have already heard all those. But a lot of y'all don't know that. Recently, I have dealt with a lot depression and just the devil just eating me alive. And it took a really bad turn back in December, actually at the um, um, Christmas party. <laughs> I, I, I completely lost control. I mean, the devil just beat me up. And I had talked to um, Pastor Angela about it. I was like, you know, it felt like I was so strong through everything with Maverick. Like I just, you know, I was standing strong on my faith and standing strong on those scriptures and through everything that we went through with him. And he is here because the Lord made that happen. I mean, he should not be here. So we are, you know, we were praising him and thanking him. But through all that, I finally sat down and it just all registered. I don't know if you've ever had that moment of just, it's just overwhelming. And then I have these babies that are constantly in need for me. And I was, I was just, I wasn't capable. I was just like, I can't do this. You know, what, what am I going to do? I have brought another baby into this world. And now I can't do this. And I just sat there over and over. And I mean, I was starting having suicidal thoughts. It had gotten really bad. And this was just recently. I mean, it was just in December. I praise the Lord because during those times, my husband, he would have to go to work and he'd have to worry that he might not have a wife when he got home. But he prayed for me. And the people that I talked to supported me and prayed for me. And to this day, I know I am here 
for a reason. I don't have those thoughts anymore. I am redeemed of that, and the Lord has shown me that my purpose in life is to be their mama. There's, I know I've got more purpose than just being a mama, but right now that's my place. And I'm going to prove that my children are going to, just like you said, I have claimed them, the authority over them, that they are going to just raise up and be powerful men and women of God. And I know that Maverick, you know, he has a purpose and Gage is my little, you know, spitfire. He's, he's, he's going to do some amazing things. But Walker, Walker has just got this presence about him. I mean, we were walking up and Cayman has a fever. And he said, take authority over it. You know, he's walking up. I just, that, that right there is my testimony. We got in this church two years ago and my children didn't know the Lord. They knew of Jesus and they knew the Bible, but they did not know the Lord. I know they know the Lord now. That they will pray for you. They will teach you about Jesus. There is no doubt in my mind. This church is amazing. Every single one of you are amazing. And the word that we get to learn, you don't get that at other churches. I promise you, I've, we look for four years we are so blessed in this church, and I know that I've rambled, but the testimony that I have, I have so many, but God is so good. He's so faithful. It doesn't matter where you are in life. If you're sitting in your bathroom floor with the door locked going, oh, my Lord, what am I going to do? He's there. When you look back, he's been there. It takes sometimes you just sitting back and saying, I just feel so low. I felt so lonely. But you sit back and you say, no, I've never been alone. He's been right there. There's never been a time that I've been alone. Even when I was backslidden, you see, you think back and you're like, ooh, that, that could have went really bad. But I know he was there because I have a purpose and he has a plan for me and my family. And this church has brought that out in us and we are just so thankful for the Lord and how he's moving in our life. So, anyways. <laughs> Well, I could echo what everyone said already. What an amazing church that we have. And um, Rebecca and I have been coming here for about two years as well. And um, didn't have any plans to speak tonight, but I felt God stirring saying, you need, to, you need to share a little bit. So I want to go back just a couple years. Um, well, before I do that, Pastor said, it's probably been several months, but she said, we should be working on our testimony and being able to share. So I've started working, and I have to confess I'm not there yet, but God said, you're sharing some of it tonight anyway. So I want to go back to 1978, and a lot that's been happening in the news, and a lot you've been preaching on about family. Well, in 1978, uh, my mom was faced with a tough choice, and like Pastor Angela, she said, absolutely not. Uh, my biological father um, was on his way out and basically wanted her to abort me, didn't want a child, I have two older sisters, and uh, obviously he didn't have much to do with them either. But I say all that to say God had other plans. And I've known, I've been in a church all my whole life, but didn't really come to truly start to know God until I was about 14. But I always knew that the man he put in my life to be my dad 
that God put him there. And that in spite of uh, the devil's plan to kill me, and that God had bigger plans, and that he brought someone to care for two girls and a boy that wasn't his, and no one would ever know that he wasn't our biological father, and that he cared for us. Last year was tough, as, as many of you know. Um, he went home to be with the Lord, but the lessons and the examples that he set in the the godly character that he instilled in me and the rest of my family showed me how important family was. Uh, at one point in life, or before I ever knew that I had a biological father that didn't want me, I knew the importance of family. And then when you come to a church like this, and family's not just you know about blood or who you're related to, but about a family of believers, about a, a church that um, encourages everyone to have a role and not just to say, pastors on you, we'll just sit back and hope we learn and go through this life okay, but to continue to uh, challenge us to contribute to our part in the family, to serve and to get involved. And so, you know, being here had kind of re-sparked something in my life it's not a coincidence, and it's not just me. It's many of you, too, that would say, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, that God has a plan and God has a call on your life, whether it's in music, whether it's serving, whether it's preaching in some form or fashion, full-time, titled full-time ministry or full-time ministry out in the workplace in the world. And so I'm just blessed to be here, and I think just how grateful I am that God has been faithful. That again, despite the devil's plans to steal, kill, and destroy, he gave me a dad. He gave me an opportunity to see what family should be like, and he put it in my heart and in Rebecca's heart. You know, we've, I've been believing God, and he puts in my heart over 20 years ago about a ministry to help youth at risk and different people, and it's because of what the devil meant for evil. God turned around for good. And he said, I'm, I gave you life. Now you can be a blessing to others. You can be a blessing to youth. And I've had that opportunity when I taught in the school system and in colleges. And I still have that opportunity now. But from a ministry perspective, to be able to devote your life to something like that. Yeah. But you don't get to do something like that. Like Brent said, so get, we get to do that. But it's by being a part of a church like this and being able to every Sunday and every Wednesday be around people that aren't just going through life saying, I'm a Christian and this is great. You know, things are good in my little world saying, what about the other person yeah. you meet? What about living the best life for God? So God's faithfulness is so good. You know, I have been so blessed to do things I never dreamed of from my education, from my career. And he provided in just monumental parts of life where I look back at these faith building moments and, and, and I thought I had a good plan for my life. And then God said, well, let me show you this. Yeah. <laughs> and I could only smile and laugh and say, yeah, you're right. You got me. That's way better than what I thought. <laughs> and, and, and that was after I turned back around and said, you were talking to me. <laughs> you meant that for me. Yeah. And he said, yes, because I love you that much. And I'm a faithful God. I'm a good God. I will provide for you. Yeah. And I know he wants all of us to know that tonight. Yeah. He's the good God. He will provide for you. It does not matter what the devil has told you and even people in this world have told you, 
If God's for you, who can be against you? Yeah. Amen. 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 <laughs> Glory to God. Come on, Eric. <laughs> As Pastor said, I'm doing sound, so I brought the iPad with me. Yeah. In case I need to turn myself down. I, have a, I don't think we've ever. <laughs> I didn't mean it as a joke, but yeah. Um, have we ever shared our testimony in 2013? I don't think we ever shared from the mic, which is crazy. Um, I just have, I want to tell a testimony about me and Jenna and then just share something that I hope it encourages you. Um, so March 1st, 2013, uh, my wife and I were supposed to go out of town. Um, she was at a workshop at her job in Brooker, and she was coming back and basically got hit head on, um, an accident, but if I back up, I got a phone call um, from some unknown number, I'm in the drive-thru at McDonald's, and uh, they said, is this Jenna May's husband, and I said, yes, and they said, you need to get over here, because she can't feel her legs, and I'm like, okay, could we have maybe eased in a little bit, like we just start right there, yeah. um, so I asked where they were, drove there as fast as I could, um, and we got there. And um, she hadn't been extricated from the vehicle, um, but she was basically in a head-on collision at 50, 55 miles an hour. They hadn't pulled her out yet. We got to pray, and, uh, and basically that started a probably a year-long process of surgeries, all that kind of stuff. But um, didn't really know the severity. I just, I mean, obviously I did because they said they couldn't feel her legs, but I remember I said this, and I don't advise you to say this about everything every day, and if pastor needs to correct it, go for it, um, but I remember I was in the car, we were driving to the accident scene, and there was just this faith that just rose up in me, and I just said, I, I believe I said it out loud, and hopefully Kelsey can verify this, I said, God, if we don't come out of this at least the same, if not better than where we were before, then you're not real, and I won't believe in you, yeah. and I yeah. said that, yeah. and, uh, and I meant it. And I, I don't know what that, if she didn't come out, I meant it. I mean, I 100% meant it. And um, anyway, I'll skip, you know, all of, all of what happened. But basically, it ended up being all orthopedic. So all bones. There was no internal injuries, no brain injuries, no anything like that. And as you see, she moves around and doesn't have any major things going on with her. And we are the same, if not better. Um, it's been a real cool testimony. But I remember... Along the way, there were all these opportunities that looked, that made sense naturally to, you know, to do this type of treatment or do this type of thing or even, um, you know, she was eligible for disability and you could just see almost like a road and has all these different paths and they were all available. And um, a quote Pastor Nancy, she said this recently, um, she said, you know, when God speaks something to you, I don't know if any of you guys, you know, anytime God speaks something to you and it's real strong, um, he'll confirm it. You can almost feel it, and that's, you know, it's the anointing, and that's something that just confirms his presence, confirms him telling you that. And the enemy takes the same thing, and he perverts it to where when he tells you a lie, you can almost feel it, but it doesn't feel good. It's usually a pressure. It's like a, if you don't do this, if you don't fill out this disability form. And I'm not against disability. I'm just saying for us, that wasn't the right path. Um, if you don't do this, there's this fear and this pressure that, you know, you're not going to be able to live. If you don't take your life, then you're not going to be able to live. And that's all the enemy can do. Because I know a lot of us are in this boat where the enemy is trying to elicit a response. 
And that's the only way that we can fail is if we do that response. But if we just continue to stay on what God has told us to do, like we did in our situation, um, then you do see the victory. Yeah, yeah. So. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Who else? So mine's a little bit different, but um, it's just about learning and growing. Obviously, I grew up here, so I know faith. I know all of that. Um, And so I knew how to apply faith in my personal life really well. Like, I was never a broke college kid. I always had the best jobs. I always had the best apartments. Like, I never was in lack. Um, If one car would start to go bad, oh, a new car presented itself. Um, But I had a real learning experience here because I changed jobs and then had an opportunity to buy a business. Know nothing about business. Um, So I took a few business courses and pried a few brains about things around here. But pastor, about this time last year, um, ministered about being very specific in your believing for things. Um, And it was just something I'm sure I've heard, but it really resonated that I could be more specific in my business, um, that it wasn't just that my needs would be provided, that the business would do well, and kind of the generic things you pray over your life. Um, And so I began to be very, very specific with it last year. I want this number of customers. I want, you know, just going out there and reaching further with it. Um, And it was a real testimony because I would say it out loud and I would write it um, at the shop and things like that. And um, I set a year goal last year of like, it would be amazing to hit this month in a month. You know, God would really love to hit this month, much in a month. And um, we turned around in the very next month by March. It was like January, February, you preached that message. I started praying just, and I'm only four minutes drive from work. And um, it's a little bit different because my old drive was from St. Augustine to Jacksonville. So I had lots of prayer time and time to spend. Um, So now I have four minutes to pray out what I need to pray from (laughs) home to work. Um, so I had this very specific prayer that I prayed every day, you know, reoccurring customers, new customers, people would see us that didn't know we were there. And within two months time, we hit that. And I was kind of like, that was my whole belief for the year. Like, okay, I got to start over again, you know. And so it's just, God's been so good since being back here because there's so many things that we don't even realize we need. And then... We hear a message on it, and it's like, oh, wait, I've always had that. I can apply it in a different area. Um, And so I think all of us in the last few years have really, you know, from hearing other people, and we've all kind of shared private testimonies with each other about how good God has been in the last few years. And I think even growing up in faith like a lot of us did around here, um, there's just so, it's so awesome that we can still learn and we can still grow, and there's still more that we can share with others and that's the whole point. You know, we're blessed yeah. so that we can bless others. And it's just been a really great year for God blessing. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. We used to sing an old song, there's room at the cross for you. There's room at the microphone for you. <laughs> this is a little different, too. I want to speak to single parents and we don't have many of those in here and that's good but I want to I thank God for being a single parent and what he did for me and my kids (sighs) I find it absolutely when when I when my husband left us 
I found out how much God loved me. And, and I would tell him, Lord, you have to do this. You don't have a choice because I don't have a choice. And I would say, God, you've got to do this for me. And he would. And I'm a person who didn't finish my degree. I was, well, I didn't finish my bachelor's, but I do have an AA, but I didn't finish. So I felt like I didn't have a lot to stand on except for God. I don't have a degree like everybody else. I don't have my right hand anymore. I, I don't have so many things, but I have these two little girls. Um, I found God to be so faithful, so faithful. I'll share, I have a lot I could share, but I remember I didn't have money for, for the light bill. And I was tempted so many times to just, I'm going to go home to my mama. I'm just going to go home. I'm tired of this house. I'm tired of these bills. I can't do it. Well, the spirit said, I'll pay it for you. Don't ask anybody. Don't ask anybody. They're going to cut the lights off Tuesday or whatever day, Wednesday morning. But don't you ask anybody. So Sunday comes, and I'm thinking, okay, don't ask anybody. I got friends I could ask somebody. But don't ask anybody, Veronica. Okay, I won't ask anybody. And all day Sunday, nobody gave me any money. I'm saying, Lord, no, you said don't ask. The bill is due Wednesday morning. Okay. That week we had special service. The visiting minister came. Monday night, one of the ruling elders of our church, he spoke. And then he said, I'm going to give my offering to this lady. It was me. <laughs> no. When does the guest minister give his offering away? <laughs> and the Lord just said, told you. <laughs> I'll tell you how often. I've pastored for 38 years, and I've had one guest minister do that in 38 years. That's how often. <laughs> Who's next? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Who's next? <laughs> oh, glory. I know God's been good to a lot of people. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, of course, my testimony goes a lot along with, along with his, but, you know, there, it goes a lot different, too, in a lot of ways. I'm just so glad God is patient. I'm so glad that when he, 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 he puts you in a place where, where he, there's more that you can do, even when you're slow to respond, when you drag your heels, when you say, I can't, not just I don't want to, but I can't, that, he, that he's patient with you long enough until you finally figure out that if he's asking you to do it, he's already equipped you to do it, and you can do what he's asked you to do. He's just so kind and so sweet and so patient and then there are the times that come that come your way that he has somebody throw you off a cliff and, and actually make you do what you knew you should have been doing all along. And, 
he, I think he has a sense of humor <laughs> about that kind of stuff. But I'm just, I'm just so glad he's been patient all these years. I look back sometimes and I think, Lord, I should have been doing this. I should have been doing that. I should have been doing the other so many years before I actually did them. And he's going, it's okay. You know, it's okay. You are where you are now, and that's all that matters. And I just thank God that he's just been so kind and so gracious to me and so patient with me to finally, you know, do what I was supposed to do all along. Amen. Lori, you're supposed to do this. Okay, so I have um, been advised by a doctor that um, I'm to have heart surgery. So I said, well, okay, let's see about that. So this was um, four years ago. And he says, and when you have it, it's going to be open heart surgery, you know, the whole thing. I said, I will not have open heart surgery. So that's been my that's been where I've, I've drawn the line. I will not have open heart surgery. So in uh, September, they said, we got to get, got to go in there, but you're not going to have to have open heart surgery. We're going to, we're gonna, we can do a repair. And I said, okay. So then I, I keep waiting for a warm fuzzy that I can go ahead with the, the surgery and and have the repair, and I just am not getting that. So I'm, I'm using my faith to, to, you know, get what the direction that God wants me to do. What, what does he want me to do? I know that I can have the surgery, all will be well, but I think there's a testimony that will uh, uh, make a difference, uh, not just to me, because I didn't have to have surgery, but also... You know, when God moves mightily and does a creative uh, miracle and replaces with his own replacement uh, a valve that's bad, um, it, you know, that's quite a testimony that you can share with others. And I, at work, I have a, a new manager, and, you know, when I first found out, he had just gotten there, and I said, um, I said, well... They say I have to have surgery, but I don't think so. He goes, no, if they say you got to do it, you got to do it. I said, well, I'm working with Dr. Jesus on that. And he kind of got, got kind of, you know, uppity about it. But I remember one time I got uppity about a comment about that. It was when uh, Wilson Alvarez invited me to come to church here. And I was a Catholic girl, so I didn't know nothing about this healing stuff or that God was good and would even think about doing something like that. So he says, you need to come to church. We got this, this uh, musical group that's going to be there. Their name's Shekinah Glory. You need to go. He said they, they uh, operate in, in gifts of healing. And I went, what? He says, yeah. He said, last time they were here, a lady's leg grew out. I go, did you know this lady? <laughs> he says, I didn't have to know this lady. I know the word of God, and it says that he would heal us. I went, right. And I went back to typing, you know. But, you know, he kept on, and he kept on inviting me. And so, okay, I'll come. It's to the church dedication. 
Okay, so that was wild. <laughs> Norval, Norval Hayes <laughs> and his whole crew, and that was pretty wild for me. But, you know, I, I saw and I, I, I experienced the love of God that I had never, never known before. Um, in my church days, it was beat me over the head, beat me over the head. You did wrong. You, 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 you didn't do this. You didn't do that. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm six years old. What am I supposed to do? So, so I, um, I, I didn't know about all this tongue talking and all this other stuff that was going on, but I, I recognized the love of God. And that's what drew me in, and that's what kept me coming, even when my husband didn't want to come. But he, he would ask me, so what was church about today? I'd give him a one-word answer. Faith, love, trust, you know. Because I didn't want to push it down his throat, so I just wanted to just spoon-feed him, you know. So God dealt with him in his own way. But, but you know, I just, uh, I just thank God that he, he called me here this unlikely candidate, <laughs> and he called my husband another unlikely candidate, but uh, he called us here, and uh, now my family's here, my children, my daughters by marriage, <laughs> the best way to get them, <laughs> and my grandchildren all here serving God, so I thank God for that. Okay. Um. I get nervous talking in front of people. So, um, anyway, uh, when the first time I, I can still remember the first time we came to church, I heard a message, and I can't tell you the whole thing up, but pastor preached out of John 10, 10, and it was the thief comes, but to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come to give you life abundantly. And when I heard that, I thought all the things that I'd heard about God growing up and all the how wonderful he is, but then you would see bad things happen or you would have a situation in your life that wasn't good and yet people would try to credit it to God and say, oh, well, you know, God works in mysterious ways. I didn't want that God. So I think had Pastor and I been around the same age and hung out together, we would have been running in the same group because I, I lived a very colorful life through college. I was a very good kid growing up, but went wild once I got out of the house. Moved down here, long story short, got married. Our marriage was not good. I came to this church so I could say, I worked on the marriage and now I'm going to leave him. But God took a hold of me that very day and I heard John 10, 10. And I heard, okay, that was the God I knew in my heart because I got born again at a very young age, I knew in my heart at a young age he was good, but I didn't see things that had been attributed to him as good. And I was not raised in a church that taught anything. So thankfully I didn't grow up with a lot of tradition, but I did go to church, but I never heard, heard that God was good. He loved you. He cared for you. It was, it was just kind of a roll of the dice. So when I heard John 10.10, and I heard how Jesus gives us an abundant life. That was it. And our marriage, we worked on it. We got in. We got both got spirit filled. 
That was something I didn't even know about. So God just turned my life around, and, and I've been meditating a lot in the last few days on that we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, that each one of us is a masterpiece, his creation. And I just love that because we're his handiwork, his workmanship, his masterpiece. So whatever he creates, he doesn't create junk, and he's given us that victory, that life abundant to walk in day in, day out, day in. It doesn't matter the situation or the circumstance because he's given us an abundant life that we can walk out. We are his workmanship, every one of us. Amen. Well, I wasn't going to do this, but uh, this lady right here... <laughs> got it all stirred up inside of me, but I want to give God the glory tonight for the message of faith. I come out of a church that I thought was uh, pretty strong. It was the Assemblies of God, but I didn't know that I was wrapped up in a lot of religion and a lot of tradition, and I got a hold of a Smith Wigglesworth book called The Man Who Walked With God, and it just changed my life. And I would go to my elders and say, you know, you got to listen to this. You got to read this. That's good, Rick. That's good. But as I started to progress in it, God brought me out of that church. And I want to give him the glory tonight for that message of faith that got me started. Now, I can tell you a lot of things that have happened to me through healing and finances and stuff like that. But I just want to give God the glory on provision. Some years back, me and Julia decided to leave everything, sell everything, and go to college in our late years. And we had just bought a uh, king-size mattress, give it like $1,500 for it. I loved that thing. But uh, I gave it away, gave it to some good friends of ours. And the whole year that we were gone, we never, not once, did we sleep on anything but a king-size bed. And when we got back from Haiti, I'm sleeping in a king-size bed now. And there was a time when we needed some finances on a Saturday night. Julie said, what are we going to do? I said, well, either God is or he's not. And I believe he is. I'm going to bed and get me a good night's sleep. Sunday morning, this couple says, what are y'all doing after church? I said, well, I'm just going to go home and make some lunch. Would you like to come over and visit? Sure. So we're sitting there, and we got through eating and talking, and he pulls out his shirt pocket a check. He said, we've been discussing this and praying about it. We want to sow into you. So I just took the check and I handed it to Julia. Uh, it was a large sum of money that we needed, large sum. And so as I was handing it to her, I seen two zeros on the end. I thought, okay, 100 bucks, you know, something like that. 500, that would be great, but it won't be enough to cover what we got going on. So they said, well, we got to go. We got to go get ready for church. And after they left, I said, how much is that check for? 
And she opened it up. She said, oh. she said it's $5,000. That's what I needed for Monday morning. Now, my face said he either is or he's not, and I believe he is. And all these years since I learned faith, that's what's got me through, and that's what's going to get everybody through in these last days. Yeah, Eric asked, you know, if, come on up. Eric asked if, if it would be correct to say, you know, God, if you don't do this. I, I remember Brother Hagen saying one time, he, he said, Lord, if you don't come through and you don't provide for me, I'm going to go all over the country, all the churches I've been to, and I'm going to tell every one of them that, you're, that, that you can't be trusted, that your word's not true. And he said, he meant it. He said, I would do it. And, but he knew God's word was true. Amen. We've done that same thing, Ansel and I. We have. Praise the Lord. Come on up. Good evening. Um, so I don't think most of you know my testimony since I haven't been here for quite as long as most of the group. Um, I grew up in a pretty dysfunctional family, and to be honest, talking, doing this series on family, sometimes my flesh is, gets a bit angry. Um, and I envy, you know, the family unit that I didn't get growing up. Um, in a household where neither of my parents were following the Lord, and I originally encountered him while I was in foster care when I was six years old. Um, my brother and I were staying with my cousin and his parents, and that was when uh, we went to church with them, and I had that first encounter. Um, so definitely connect to God using all things for, for good. Um, we were in a single-parent household. There was just a lot going on with our parents, our family, and it was that whole cycle, you know, lots of different things, um, alcohol, mental health, um, some other stuff in there. Um, so there was a lot of bitterness in me for a long time, and praise God for healing me of that, helping me to forgive uh, both of them and recognize um, it's not to blame them, but you know, just the sin and their experiences that tied to that. Um, so I went through that, and sometimes I have to go through that again and again. Um, but my, my testimony that I really felt led to share was, um, even though I grew up in that dysfunction, because the Lord saved and redeemed me, um, then I was able to break free from that, become a part of the family of God and learn the fruits of the spirit and how to raise a family um, that, that pastor has been describing. And so I'm really just here to speak to the testimony of God redeeming family for me and what that looks like, that I was able to first start to learn that um, in church um, and through my God family and now being married to Mark and being a part of the Bauer family and all of them knowing the Lord and giving thanks before meals, you know, really displaying the love of Christ to one another and just taking me in. And Sorry, I knew I was going to cry. I was crying before I even got up here, but you all know that I cry every time I'm here anyway. <laughs> um, 
when, when I go home, I have something to look forward to. And the peace of God rests in our home. And it's because we both serve the Lord and are filled with the Holy Spirit. And we are um, led by him and loved by him. I did not have the peace of God in my home growing up. So that is my testimony to share is the peace of God in our household and all the glory um, to God. Sorry, uh, he was crying, but I really wanted to share testimony, so I just brought him out here. But it's about him, so that's relevant. I'm so surprised you want to hold him. It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I just want to quickly share um, a little bit about um, how Oakland came to be um, and just how we believe God for him. And um, I had some problems with my ovaries and stuff growing up, and obviously no one wants to hear all the details of that. And so um, anyways, um, I was here when I was a freshman in college. I was like my third service probably <laughs> at this church, and the Dufrains were here ministering, and they prayed over me for healing for that. And so um, it came time where we decided we were going to start trying, and um, God led us to make this really specific list of things we we're going to believe them for about pregnancy. And um, I honestly struggle a lot sometimes when there are symptoms in my body. So we were trying to be really proactive and kind of draw all of our lines ahead of time about, um, you know, what we were going to expect. And, and so um, one of the things um, that Jenna and I lean on each other a lot is with our mom um, because we didn't grow up in faith, um, even though we grew up in a great Christian household. And um, you know, I kept telling her last December, I was like, we can't go on family vacation in October because I'm going to have a baby in October. And she's like, okay. And then she told Jenna, like, Kelsey thinks she's going to try once and get pregnant. And, uh, like, she has all these problems. I kept telling her I don't have those problems. And she said it would take me years to get pregnant and all this stuff. And so um, I was just thanking God that we did get pregnant right away. And that could be a testimony to her um, because it's definitely – just opening her eyes up to faith both in both of our lives. And um, so we got pregnant right away. I had a great pregnancy, and I had a supernaturally quick recovery from it. Um, so I just want to testify and thank God for that because pregnancy can be really scary. So <laughs> thanks. So I just wanted to testify about me and Rayleigh, how we met. and We've known each other since we were Oakland's age. And um, we, you know, we were in the same church and we moved apart. And I got older and started, I got, went to college and I met a, another girl before I met my wife. And I was in a really bad spot for three years. And I finally, the Lord got back with me and said, you've got to let this person go. And I told the Lord, I said, well, if I let her go in a year's time, I want my wife. I was specific about what she looked like, who she would be. She would be a good mother, a good wife to me. And a year to the day, I was in church singing because I was part of our singing group. And this beautiful lady walked through the door. And nine months later, we got married. And obviously people, you know, when you get married young, she was 19 years old, I was 22. And they're like, well, you know, what are y'all thinking? My dad 
the day before we got married, she thought I ran away. I was upstairs talking to my dad, and he goes, son, it's not too late. You can, you know, you don't have to do this. And I'm like, but I, I love her, dad. I don't know what you're talking about. God, God brought her to me, you know, and, and God's faith has been so good to us. After we got married three months later, we got pregnant with Andy. I lost my job the same day I bought her a car. I had to work three jobs. I worked for myself. I worked for Lowe's. I worked during the day, then I worked at night, and I barely slept. And I had to, we had to leave our home that, that I had for her, and we lived with her parents in her garage. And the Lord blessed me with a job that I have now. And I thank the Lord for my wife, and I thank for this church because of all that she's been going through. You know, it's been tough on me, but I'm, I'm her husband. I believe in the Lord, and I would hold her hand. i just tell her, honey, everything, it's going to be okay. God, God is with us. You have a strong family here, and I know that you may be having these thoughts right now, but I'm here, and the Lord's here, and if you need me, I'll come home, and I'll be with you. And I don't know if anybody else has been through postpartum with your wives. It's a tough thing to watch this beautiful, strong woman just deteriorate and all you can do is hold on and pray for her and I thank everybody who understood what she was going through that she's called and y'all prayed for her and I think thank you for the people who are praying for me for things that I'm going through now and I did we're very thankful for this church and y'all talk about finances when you need money and you don't know what to do and I just tell Ray to hold on and we come to church and all of a sudden there's an envelope laying on our Bible and it's like we're just very thankful and blessed that we have this church. Hallelujah. What nervous till I got up here. <laughs> you know, listening to all these testimonies um, reminded me of so many things that, that I have to be thankful for. You know, so many things that, you know, refreshed in my own mind, you know, uh, financial and, and health and, you know, believing, for, you know, our kids and, you know, just all of these different things that, Gosh, how did I forget about that? You know, how, how was that not, you know, so much on the forefront of my mind? How did I let that slip away, you know? And thank you all for sharing tonight. You know, I've, I've you know, it stirred me up in some things that I, I just, I hadn't forgot about it. I just forgot about it. And, and... You know, there's there's a few things that I, I look back at that that you know are are just as clear today as they were when they happened, and and a couple of them I'm thinking of in particular. I was I was in high school. I was you know, 17, 18 years old, and, and it it so many times the the Holy Spirit has pointed back to those those two instances in particular and said, "You remember? Yeah, I do." You know, and it was just this rock, you know, this solid rock, something I could, I could, I could hold on to when it, when other things felt so shaky. 
And tonight, you know, thinking back all these different things, it's like, golly, you know, I've got these solid rocks all over the place. You know, it's not just one or two. It's, it's, they're just everywhere. You know, and, and, you know, to try and pick one of them and, and describe it, uh, you know, be here all night, you know, and, and so thank you all for sharing tonight. It, it, it really, uh, really means a lot to me and, and reminded me of a lot of things that, that God has done for me, and I, I just, I really appreciate it. You know, you come to church and you, and you think, okay, we're just going to get a nice little teaching. You know, and God just does something amazing. And it just shows me tonight that there is so much on the inside of every one of us. We may have come from different homes. Some of us came from different backgrounds, different circumstances. And the common denominator in all of it is how good God is and how he's delivered us out of the destiny the enemy had planned for us. And he's brought us into a new place, into a place that you and I could never have dreamed of. We never could have planned for ourselves. We never could have envisioned ourselves walking through and walking into. And, and just knowing that where we are at the moment is just really the beginning of what God's got for us. And it's just so wonderful that he reminds us, using other people just to remind us of how good he's been to us. I appreciate Joby saying that because I think all of us, you know, we get to a place that um, we fail to remember and fully appreciate the times that God has just been so miraculous and so, uh, He's just been so awesome in the way he's moved in our lives. You know, it's nice to think, you know, on one hand that he's done it so many times that we, oh, wow, okay, yeah, just he's just done it again. Well, you know, there's a place for saying he's done it again. But there's another place for saying he's done it again. You can say it two ways. You know, but what God's done, he'll do again. And so tonight, I think, you know, we came in and we stepped into something, you know, that was orchestrated by the Holy Spirit. And I think really that, just like Joby said, it is triggering something in all of us tonight to go back and reflect a little bit further, a little bit deeper, a little bit more. And you, you might say, well, life right this minute's not so great. I'm telling you. If just because it doesn't look so great by this minute, you need to look back for where you've come from and where you are and know that where you are is not where you will stay. But God's taking you further. So what doesn't look like good is good today, God is going to, he's turning it around. It's already being turned around. He's bringing us forward, bringing us onward. We're going from one step to the next step to the next step. From one place to a higher and higher, moving into more. Amen. Amen. So I've been blessed to be here, been blessed to hear everything that's been said, been, been blessed to know that it's, it's quickening something in my heart tonight to recall some things 
that just need to be recalled so that when the days ahead come and they don't look so great, I can remember. I can go back and I can remember, yeah, God's good. God's faithful. God's kind. God's merciful. God loves me. God's got a better plan. God's got a future. He's got more for me. Amen. So just share it. Wherever you go, you share the more that God's given you already. And let people know that the more you're walking in is not the more you're going to end up in. Amen. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.